0: Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're illuminating and dismantling all of the ways supremacy culture has impacted our relationships with ourselves, with source, and with others. Not just the overt ways like racism, sexism, ageism, alcoholism, and all the other isms, but also the sneaky, cunning ways you wouldn't have thought of like perfectionism, imposter syndrome judgment, burnout, the not enoughs, and the hustle to achieve. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Batuk, and I'm a relationship therapist, leadership development consultant, and author of the book series, Fierce Authenticity. Whether you're a returning listener or you're new here, I want to extend a very warm welcome to you and invite you to connect with me through the Fierce Authenticity newsletter community. If you're ready to rise above an inherited systematic invasion rooted in fear and lack, so that you can calm and refocus those energies towards reclaiming a fiercely authentic personal relationship grounded in an abundance and love that is so radiant, all your other relationships are elevated with you, then this is the space for you. I invite you to visit www.fierceauthenticity.com slash connect to join me. I'm so excited that you're here. And now let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be back with you again this week. And first of all, I want to start with a huge thank you. If you contributed as a pre-publication early supporter for my upcoming book, Fierce Authenticity 2.0, Supremacy's impact on our relationships, then a huge, huge, huge heartfelt thank you to you. We generated over $3,000 worth of support. And now I have backers supporting this movement with me, knowing that I'm not alone, knowing that we're doing it as a community, and knowing that as per supremacy culture's desire, I can actually do this with the support of community or, you know, this goes against supremacy culture's desire because supremacy culture is all about divide and conquer and do it on your own and all this other stuff. But it's really knowing that I have a community of people who supports this and backs this and is behind it and is helping to hold it up and elevate this work and the messages as they're coming through me to support healing of the collective trauma we've experienced over 5,000 plus years of humanity. And it just feels really good to know that there are supporters in my corner, elevating me, holding me up, uplifting me, that there is a community around this. And so if you contributed to that pre-publication early supporters campaign, then thank you, thank you, thank you so much. My deepest and most heartfelt gratitude to you. And if you're listening to this either Actually, it already is after the campaign is over, but depending on when you're listening to this episode, the book does launch December 2021. I will be running another pre-sale campaign. That one's different than the pre-publication supporters campaign. That one, people actually get their names listed in the back of the book as publication partners, so it was really cool. But... For the book itself, it publishes, it's scheduled for publication December of this year, 2021. And uh, I will be doing pre sales. And then if you're listening to this episode following the release of the book, then you can simply purchase the book and go from there. Like that's and share it with everybody you know, of course, because this is such deep and powerful work. Which is exactly what I want to speak with you about today. I want to actually share with you a story. I've shared parts of this story about a year ago. There's an episode early on called Failure to Launch. And in that episode, I shared a little bit about what happened right around a year ago. So, Last year, right in this mid-to-end September time, I was hardcore in the hustle and grind, totally under supremacy culture's spell of trying to get people, aka manipulate and control people, into joining a program that was supposed to support them in their liberation. Like, hello, how the fuck does that even work? But that's the insidious nature of supremacy culture's conditioning on us. Here I was doing, you know, attempting to launch a program about supremacy culture, and I was using supremacy culture's tools and tactics to do it, like to liberate ourselves from it, and yet I was doing it. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because this is an example of just how even people who are doing the work people who have the knowledge we can still fall victim to supremacy's conditioning popping up at any time and that's the really tricky part about this work that it's not a one and done this is a constant continual practice it is a constant continual process so in that episode failure to launch i shared kind of the like raw of what was happening a year ago at that time. And today, what I want to share with you is what happened in the aftermath, because I don't recall that I've shared that part of the story with you. And I think it's really important to share this part of the journey because it's important supremacy culture wants us to stay disconnected. It wants me to stay in shame so that I don't speak about this and so I don't share about this. But you know what, supremacy culture? Fuck you. (laughs) You don't win. You don't win this one. My listeners, my community, my people, the world, they need to hear this. So I'll share about what happened afterwards. So following that failure of that launch, quote unquote, failure to launch, I did go through a very, very deep and dark process, like so much so that it took every ounce of everything I had in me to be able to simply show up for my clients and hold space with them for that 45 or 50 minutes And it was really hard. I did fall into what the medical model would call a depression, and I felt very burnt out. I felt as though I had completely crashed and burned. And when I had an energy healing session with my energy healing instructor, facilitator, teacher, uh, Gitanjali of Sintara system, I was something shifted. I was met with her to support me through this. Oh, that's my dog. He's saying hello. So I was in the, like an advanced program with her last year, uh, as all of this was going down. And so I had a session with her and it was, you know, at that point I wanted to integrate the experience and what had happened and just kind of where I was. And she reframed it for me in such a beautiful way. She said, what if rather than crashing and burning, this is actually your system reorganizing and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> this is exactly what is is happening here an entire mental emotional spiritual everything an entire energy body personhood reorganization of who i am who i was who i'm becoming and who I'm here to be. Because what I realized is that for all this time, I had been trying to force my will. I had been trying to do things my way instead of listening for the divine instructions, listening to what my higher power had to say to me. And it's because I was terrified you guys, terrified. And I didn't even realize it. And it wasn't until December. Usually every December, I take two weeks off from my practice and I don't do client-related stuff, client-facing stuff at that time. Really just taking it as a time to rest and reflect and look at what's coming ahead. It's that integration, digestion and integration process, like really digesting what occurred that year and and integrating that letting the nourishment come into my body uh excreting anything <laughs> that is not nutritional for me and my system and deciding you know visioning what it's going to look like and a lot of times I'll do behind the scenes stuff and and I do a lot more of that kind of planning and visioning stuff and this time all I could do for those two weeks of December 2020 was simply just be. Like, I don't even have the words for it. Like, just recovering from everything, Um, taking a lot of time to be quiet and to be in contemplation and to be in conscious contact with my higher power. And what I realized happened And it's so interesting because I didn't even realize it until my brain, my body, my nervous system had a couple weeks to just be able to slow the fuck down and calm the fuck down and not have any other things pulling at my attention. And what came to me, this huge awareness, was that for the prior seven years Of trying to build my business, I had been doing it from a total trauma response. Like I had been doing it from a mode of survival being a brown woman with triple colonization as a part of my story, you know, India, Fiji, America, and being an immigrant to this country, moving here when I was three, watching how hard my parents had to work, both of them, with their two jobs. And I'm getting emotional as I'm saying this because a part of our experience was... They both worked two jobs at, like, gas stations. Typical brown person, immigrant brown person job. Totally stereotyped. And it was dangerous. It was dangerous. And my dad actually got hurt. He was held up at gunpoint. I mean, this is stuff I haven't shared, you guys. (sighs) And so with experiences like that, of course, financial fear was a really, really big trigger. (laughs) It had been encoded into my DNA of financial fear. And of course, you know, that also goes back to the days of when my family was in India five, six generations ago. And the lies they were told when the British, quote unquote, signed them up, recruited them to take them to a better life, a.k.a. into indentured servitude for very little to no money and really shitty conditions. And so financial fear lives deep in my bones. I've done a lot of work on it. And what I realized is that all that that whole time was me trying to build my business from that survival place, that trauma response of not just my own personal story, uh, having been trained as a social worker with a massive ginormous one hundred and eighty thousand dollars student loan debt, but that's a different topic for another day, thanks to you know how the system has industrialized higher education but That financial fear was so real. And I used to joke and tell friends that if you want to know all of your own personal isms and challenges and you want to go on your own personal spiritual journey, quit working for someone else and start working for yourself because it brought up every single shadow (laughs) for me to look at and heal through, both personal, ancestral, and collective. And it was really eye-opening when I realized, wow, that's what's happened here. That's what's been going on. And I made a commitment to do things differently this year in 2021. I committed to the word obedience a word that I totally took from Patrice Washington, another one of my mentors and teachers. And I committed to slowing down and being in touch with my body, being in touch with my higher power, being obedient to the messages that my higher power was giving me instead of dilly-dallying, talking back, and all those other things that, you know, rebellious, quote unquote, rebellious ones do because I'm pretty fucking rebellious y'all. And it just was one of those things where I was able to honor that and make that commitment and say, okay, it's funny. It's kind of an experiment. Like I said, that I took from Patrice Washington and it was like an experiment. What if I did what my higher power guided me to do the first time? And so that's what this year has been. And I can't even tell you how many miracles have occurred when I allow the divine to lead, and how, when I am in that space of slowness and gentleness and ease and not reacting from supremacy's trauma based conditioning, that I am actually able to feel the difference when I do flip into supremacy-based conditioning. So that's the story of where I've been and what this past year has looked like. And one thing I can say for certain is that I know with my entire heart, body, spirit, soul, and everything, My entire spirit, my entire being, all of me, every single cell knows that my work is about more than simply dismantling supremacy culture. It is actually about healing 5,000 plus years worth of trauma that we have inflicted upon one another and ourselves in all of these crimes and violent acts that we've participated in experienced and perpetuated in our relationships with ourselves with the divine and with each other and i'll share more about that in upcoming episodes um because there is an entire chapter in the book dedicated to this history. And so with that, I want to say thank you so much for being with me. I do want to go back and make a little side note about something that I did, that I engaged in, a practice. When you heard me get emotional and when the tears started coming as I was sharing about my family's experience moving here as immigrants to this country and you heard me go into the tears and then you heard the silence and you heard me breathe and you guys that is the practice that is the practice of fierce authenticity it is about pausing Breathing, noticing, breathing some more, and regulating so that supremacy culture doesn't win, so that we don't operate from a space of trauma, but instead so that we can operate from our wholeness our most fiercely authentic, connected selves. I look forward to being back together again next week. Take really good care. I want to take a moment to honor and acknowledge the amazing support team that helps make this podcast possible for you. Starting with Diego Velazquez, our podcast editor and the talented artist who created our custom music. Anna Olvina, my wonderful assistant who creates all of our beautiful graphics and the transcript of every episode, which you can find over at www.fierceauthenticity.com. Biana Sandich, who writes our amazing show notes and does it so well that I bet you couldn't tell it wasn't me the talented Jillian at Epoxy Studios, whose photography is our cover art and pretty much every other curated image that you see of me on social media. My husband, who puts up with me when it's 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday night and I'm like, hey babe, I gotta record a podcast episode, like right now. Is that okay? My higher power, whose divine wisdom flows through me To bring these messages to you. And last but not least, I wanna thank you, my listener, so much for listening in. If you'd like to join the podcast support team, some ways you can do so are by rating and reviewing the podcast, sharing it with everyone you know, and if possible, making a financial contribution through the link in the show notes so that you too can be part of the team elevating this podcast and making it possible to bring to other listeners like you. I'm sending you so much love, and we will be together again soon.